You're listening to Swipe East, Swipe West, where we dive into the dating differences from coast to coast. I'm your host, Ashley Davis. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Swipe East, Swipe West, the podcast comparing the dating differences or similarities on the East and West Coast. I'm your host, Ashley. And don't forget, you can find us on Instagram at Swipe East, Swipe West. Um, so wow, <laughs> last week's episode was pretty wild. Um, you learned a lot about me as well as the history of dating apps. So thanks to Noah for that. And I also realized when listening back to the episode that I did not give the best transition after Noah had to so graciously cook his fiance dinner. So in case you did drop off when he left, there is a good 30 minutes of Brittany and I uh, reacting to all of his fantastic statistics about how dating apps have changed over the past uh, or almost 20 years. Um, and we share how we've been using dating apps and differences we've seen in Philly and LA. So in case you missed it, definitely go back and check it out. There's some interesting commentary that we give for sure. So speaking of that, some of my friends did listen to the episode to those who have not listened, please. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um, and they were giving me some shit about how I kept saying that I don't have any luck on the dating apps. So I read to them my profile and they immediately told me that that was the problem. And that's why I'm not attracting maybe the best guys. So um, they left pretty hard at this. So um, I thought I would read this to you. This is my Bumble profile. I'm only active on Bumble and Hinge right now. Bumble is my name, age, my about me is a Canadian flag and American flag emoji. That's it. I'm dual citizen in case anyone doesn't know. That's why I have Canada on there too. Um, I have some basic info. Um, I got a photo and then two truths and a lie. I was on a reality show. I played rugby. My favorite color is purple. Um, I, I normally get some responses to that, so I won't tell you which the truth and which is the lie, um, cause I don't want to ruin it for anyone that might see me on here. Photo, photo. If I could be a superpower, um, or have a superpower, it would be to teleport places. Photo, photo. Location. <laughs> Linked with my Spotify. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they were like, you're not attracting anyone because you literally, um, your photos are okay, but you literally have no information about yourself on there. I guess my prompts aren't good enough. Um, my Hinge profile is pretty similar. I do answer a couple prompts, but I don't know, man. Like, what do you guys think? Tell me, slide into my DMs on Instagram. They are open, as they say, on um, Clubhouse. But I don't know. I just, I never know what to put. Too much info, too little. Like, what should I say? They said if I wrote no douchebags that I wouldn't get any douchebags. Unsure how true that is. Maybe I should test it as part of my like test and learn strategy. I don't know. We'll see. So thought you guys would enjoy that. Also, since things are really starting to pick up with vaccinations, yay. Um, and I think in, oh, starting today, maybe. No, the 15th. Like everyone, um, people are really going to start getting vaccinated, at least out here in California. The apps have been really popping off. Um, let me tell you, I've been getting lots of matches. And some people actually answering my messages. That rarely happens. So I thought it'd be interesting for me to tell you. Um, I know my friend sets my profile. I think it's some of these things. So I matched with one guy this weekend. Um, he's pretty cute. And he immediately said, um, hey, I don't live here. I live in Santa Barbara. Can I text you sometime when I'm in LA? 
and I'm just so over it. I was like, sure. (laughs) Gave him my number, unsure if I will ever respond if I do get a text. And then I went on my uh, phone today and I saw I was unmatched. So cool. Now some like random creepo has my phone number and I'm not even good enough to be in his queue. Cool. I don't even remember his name, so I can't call him out. Probably did that on purpose. He probably found this podcast. Another favorite, this guy in his profile said, fun fact, penguins spent ages looking for a pebble to give another penguin to propose. If their penguin partner of choice accepts, they'll mate for life. I said, oh, is your favorite movie The Pebble and the Penguin? I don't know if anyone has seen that. It's a cartoon, um, 10 out of 10. I very much enjoy that movie. Um, He said, I've never seen it, but people tell me if I got that fact from that movie. I said, haha, I think it's pretty common fact. Movie's solid cartoon, in my opinion. And he said, I'll have to check it out. Cool, great. Conversation over. Done. Um, I started talking to some other guys about anime. They stopped responding to me. Surprise, surprise. Someone else, I uh, asked where their second photo was taken because um, the stars looked incredible. And they said, they'll take me if I become their girlfriend, to which I said, well, that escalated quickly. So things are going real well, real freaking well on the apps. Um, but I thought those were enjoyable to showcase what it's like in LA right now. Anyways, transition um, to this week, we're actually talking about the opposite of dating apps um, and meeting in real life. So had an interesting weekend, again, with things opening up, things, you know, there's some stuff that's still closed, but definitely more to do. And what's interesting is I normally, you know, I I live in Long Beach. I love living here a lot. People are chill, fun to roller skate, um, halfway between Orange County and LA proper. I never was a huge fan of going out here at night because I just felt like it was too laid back for me. You know, some nights we've had super fun times, like blasts, like popping back again back in pre-corona some nights nine more often than not kind of dead at least downtown the other area second street where the university is is popping but i feel like i'm way too old to be down there at this point could be questionable the people that i see at the bars so anyways i will say like recently i've never seen more people as of late out in Long Beach than since I've moved here, which I think could be good for this city. Like, I think it has a bad rep unnecessarily just because of, you know, it it didn't used to be the safest or best place back in the day. I think this could help improve meeting, meeting people out here, you know, just people just need to come out here more. So now that things are opening back up, people hopefully can meet in real life more. I definitely prefer that to the dating apps, which I said last week. So um, I know in Philly, my personal opinion is I think it's a lot easier to meet people. Smaller city, people are more laid back. You know, some guys are definitely snooty and don't want to talk to me when I try talking to them. Um, But there's definitely a lot of guys that are more open to it and willing to take a chance no matter if I'm in a t-shirt and jeans or dressed up that day. Whereas out here, um, we're definitely going to talk about today with our guests, you know, it's a little bit more difficult. The distance is a factor. There's definitely things in the back of my mind personally. And the guys, I think, are a little bit more picky. And I'm also more intimidated for sure and lazier um, if I'm not in my area. So the stars also need to align a little bit um, because the distance factor. Like my one of my friends got super lucky. We were out in LA and live in Long Beach. She happened to meet her now boyfriend that lives in Huntington Beach, but that's like 20 minutes away. So it worked out. But if you didn't live there, who knows what would have happened. Um, anyways, on to the show. 
Cool. So I know last week we talked all about dating apps and meeting online with my friend Brittany and Noah, <laughs> who could forget him. Um, so this week I have uh, my good friend Chelsea, who's actually Brittany's twin sister, to talk about meeting people in real life. So thank you, Chelsea, for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. So before we dive in, can you just introduce yourself, how we know each other? Yes. So my name is Chelsea. Um, I live in Philadelphia. I've been living here for um, a little over three years now. And Ashley and I know each other from way back in elementary school in Connecticut together. I know. I think it's so crazy that we grew up in Connecticut and then we both ended up for a little period of time in in Philly. I know. Ashley, I feel like out of all of our friends from when we lived in Connecticut, like our lives have crossed paths the most. I think it's so cool. I know we grew up like literally running around pretending to believe in fairies. Um, like literally, I still have my fairy house in my apartment in California. And now here we are and as adults doing a podcast together. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Who would have thought? I know I certainly would not have, but here we are. Um, but cool. So anyways, um, so I know you're living in Philly now. Um, you also lived in New York. For a little bit of time. So what do you think? Yeah. I, I know you listened to the episode around the dating apps, but what are your thoughts on like meeting people in real life? Like, how do you think like that compares? Like, what has your experience been like trying to meet people out in the wild, I guess? Yeah, I know in the wild, right? So when I lived, I lived in New York for, I think three years too. Um, and I'm sure like, we'll get into that a little more, but I think the culture between um, New York and Philly is so different. When I l- was living in New York and going out in New York, I felt like it was kind of hard to meet people. I feel like people kind of keep to themselves, like keep to their, at least their close circles a little bit more in New York. And it's just, I just found it harder to meet people. And then when I moved to Philly, um, within like the first month of living here, I met my boyfriend that I've been with for three years now. So, I mean, it's just kind of crazy. Like, I feel like that just speaks a lot to the the difference in um, how easy it is to meet people and and just like the the culture and the difference between how open people are to that. So, can you talk a little more about that? Because like meeting your boyfriend within one month is kind of wild, <laughs> and, like, not, and then not meeting anyone in like what three years? Yeah. So, wh- like, why? I know it's pretty crazy. Well, first of all, I do have to say. Um, I went up to him first and I feel like there's something to be said for aggressive girls. Not like I was aggressive, but (laughs) (laughs) my boyfriend in college, I met the same way. Like I saw him out at a bar and like I had seen him around campus and I thought he was really cute. So I like approached him first out um, when I saw him out one night. And then the same thing happened with me and my boyfriend now. I walked in and like immediately, he's very tall and dark and handsome. And so I noticed. Of course, of course. (laughs) So I noticed him right away. And of course, some liquid courage will do you some good in this kind of situations. And um, he was with a big group of friends and I was with a group of friends. So I just kind of felt more comfortable like approaching him. And I kind of just went up to him and like, we just started making small talk and that's kind of the rest was history. But I feel like, if you can have a little bit of confidence and step out of your comfort zone, and if it if it feels like the right situation to approach someone, I mean, and it's hard too because some guys are just not very open to that. But I think that it goes a long way. 
but yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like the, the people in Philly are more like maybe a little more friendly. Like I think more just open to connecting with new people and meeting new people outside of their circles. And I think it's funny now, um, my boyfriend and I like, we'll talk, we know so many mutual people and like, we could have potentially met outside of like that situation. Um, because we do, we are connected through other people, but like that also helped too, is like, we had so much in common and we ended up knowing some mutual friends, but that's, that ended up how we met that ended up being how we met was just randomly out at a bar. But so were you doing that in New York though? Like, were you going up to guys in the same way, like trying to be aggressive and meeting them and just not having success? Because that the difference or? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I don't feel like I ever really made that big of a move on a guy when I lived in New York, but I also feel like I never, it never really felt like the right environment. Maybe like, I can't really think of a time where I was at a bar or like at a club. I mean, I don't think clubs are really conducive for that (laughs) where it felt like the right kind of environment to do that. Like, I mean, I would, my friends and I would like bump into a group of guys and had to talk to a group of guys, but I never made like as big of a bold move as I did with um, my boyfriend now. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. Like when I was living out East, because I don't know, I feel like just because, and we've talked about this so far in the season, like when I would go out in Philly, it's just more laid back, more relaxed. Like it's easier to approach guys. And I've definitely had my failures (laughs) as well as my (laughs) successes. That's for sure. But I don't know. I feel like in New York, it's, um, a little more similar to LA. And I know you've, you haven't really been to LA too much, but there's definitely, I feel like a little bit more of like a focus on status maybe, or like some sort of like networking where they don't really want to talk to you unless you have some sort of connection in their circle. So like the only times I had really like met guys or had like success talking to them, even just talking, like not even going necessarily beyond that. It's when I was at like an event um, or like a party or like out with friends and like they were coming to meet my friends. So they like knew I was cool or like accepted or okay. And then from there it would may or maybe, or maybe not like escalate actually thinking about it. The only time I like met guys out in New York was at in Brooklyn at like um, a concert and they were like foreign. Like, I think they were Irish. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that was like, and I love (gasps) me some foreign men as everyone knows. So I think that was literally the only time. So I like hated, I mean, I always had a blast with my friends in New York, like always had a blast going out with them. Cause I'm like out with my friends having a good time, but like I was never out to like mingle and meet people, I'd be like going out to be out with my friends. Whereas like in Philly, I feel like it's a little bit different. Like I'm going out sometimes like to be with my friends, obviously, but also to meet people, to make new friends, to meet guys. Like, I don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah. And you know, as you were talking, I just realized, I think another big difference is I feel like there's so many more eligible bachelors in Philly. Like, (laughs) I well, I mean, I know it's probably easy for me to say, but I don't know. Like, I felt like a lot of the guys in New York are kind of like the pool of women and is just so much bigger there. And like, they can get away with being kind of like a little bit more picky and a little bit more like they can be players. They can 
like play the game and kind of like have more than one girl and have a side girl and like they're not I don't think at least in my experience they were looking for something serious or that like I would I mean I've definitely met my fair share of guys that I'd get their number and then you know you'd have the little texting conversation and like that would be that but like nobody that was actually willing to be serious or like interested in actually like pursuing anything further do you think that's also partly because it was so spread out that they could like I don't know. I always thought part of that was like, oh, they could have a girl in like Brooklyn, a girl on the Upper East Side and a girl in Fidei and like no, they're, like no one would ever find out or am I like off? No, I mean, I think something that people don't realize about New York is it's so big that like the size of New York is like five or six big towns put together. Like you, it's it, just because it's a city doesn't mean it's like, you know, you go out and see the same people all the time. Like you can go out and, you know, see somebody once and never see them again. So yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, I also think that there's definitely players in Philly, but I think because it's a smaller city, it's, you, you, it's harder to get away with. And yeah, because there's all of that cross pollution and contamination with friend groups, like I learned, I made this mistake in college. Like you got to just pick one in the group and kind of move on. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's a bit harder. I know you were off the market pretty quick in, in Philly, but. Yeah. But even like, you know, obviously my twin sister is on, on the dating app scene and everything. And I listened to your episode with her, but, um, and even like what she was saying, you'll run into the same people that you're like swiping and seeing like the same kind of guys. And, and I'll, I'll sit with her and like, she'll even swipe like people that she knows in real life that she'll come across on the dating apps. And I feel like at least when I was in New York and sometimes on the dating apps a little bit, that would ha- that would not happen as often as I think it does here because like you said, the pool is a little bit smaller and everybody's kind of interconnected that you, you definitely will recognize a few people that you see on there. Oh yeah. I have like, as you're talking like two distinct memories like right when dating apps became a thing i remember i was walking down the street in center city which is downtown philly by fido and some guy like looked at me pointed and started screaming i saw her on the dating apps and i was like <laughs> and back then it was like new so it was like a thing and i was like mortified because like back then it was like people weren't really it was like, like your secret life yeah, like yeah, yeah yeah oh and this story i just remember this this is another like horrifying moment this this really will show you how small philly is i remember i went out for halloween once also at fido apparently i was a regular back in the day and uh was out like dancing with some guy he got my number we like it's kind of similar like we were like texting and he just like kept texting me so much that i like got annoyed and stopped responding and just like never met up with him he would like message me on snapchat i would view and not reply like just one of those types of yeah. pe- situations yeah, yeah literally i think it was probably three or four years later I was out in uh, in Old City, which is uh, for people that don't know, like the historic <laughs> historic district. So bad. And um, some guy starts like talking to me, who's like kind of cute, and he asks for my phone number. I'm like, oh yeah, sure. Here's my number. And then like ten, I was going to an after hours um, club in Old City called Recess, which is like there's a few different after hours, and this one's like the hip hop like one. And I get a text and it was saved and all of a sudden it comes oh up God. Bruno Fido. 
Oh my God. He's like, hey, you still going to recess? And I was like, no, it is not the same guy from four years ago that I apparently still found. Apparently he didn't have your number saved, right? <laughs> Definitely got pissed and deleted it. I apparently still found him attractive four years later. Oh my God. But like literally that's how small Philly is that like four years had passed. I'm like still running into the same single people and like getting phone number. That is hilarious. That story just says it all. Like. Wow. I totally forgot that happened till just just now PTSD. That's really funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like it's just yeah, I feel like it's just easier even in in both cities even though it might be more of like a struggle to like maybe hit it off with a guy in New York it sounds like um to meet people on the East Coast just because again like going back to everything we talked about earlier in the season like easier to get around even though New York's bigger like you have the subway I feel like it's easier. Mm. I don't know. I feel like when I've gone out there, like Ubers and cabs are still expensive, but they're definitely oh gosh, not. Yeah. yeah, but um, they're definitely not what I've seen living in LA, probably because of the extra traffic component. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but like coming into LA, I've definitely had a much harder time meeting people, even just like friends because of all of that in real life. So I kind of moved here very naively and I was like, oh, I'm going to make friends so easy. Like I meet people in bathroom lines and like, it's no no problem. I'll just like chat girls up. No, like definitely did not happen. I think I made one friend through that and she actually was from Philly. So that's that's literally why. why. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I actually had to use dating apps uh, because Bumble has like a Bumble BFF option, which is like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Just for girls to make friends. And that's literally through that. And just like knowing a couple people like here, um, like loosely is how I basically made all my friends. And then you make a couple friends and then through networking, you know, that expands. But even with like dating, um, and everything, just knowing that distance factor, if you're not meeting people in your area, (laughs) again, just like, forget about it. Um, especially if I go out mm. not in my area, which it's always like a trek. You always need to like split the Ubers because they're so expensive. Yeah, like, like how far how long is an Uber ride for you? It depends on the area. So if I'm going to downtown LA, which is like and nor if I'm going there, it's like to an underground like rave <laughs> yeah. or a concert, that's like 30 minutes. And sometimes those those Ubers can be over a hundred dollars. <gasps> oh my gosh. When it's like no. peaking. Um, if I'm going to like West Hollywood or Santa Monica, depending on traffic, that can be an hour to an hour and a half <gasps> to two hours. One oh, way. Ashley. Oh my yeah. God. I would have no, there's no incentive to go out. Like that's hard. Well, you just have to time it right. That's the thing. You have to time it right. You have to split it the Uber. Cause sometimes I've yeah. been stuck. I've been stuck because the Uber is like $300 one way oh and I'll God. like meet people and like catch an Uber like halfway home and like split it and then like get a cheaper Uber home. That's like, yeah. I'm halfway bit, home. Yeah. I've oh literally had God. to do that at like two in the morning. <laughs> oh my. And it's like, if you ever want to leave somewhere by yourself, like that is just probably miserable. Right. Or you go to like, there's not really after hour bars that I've at least know of yet. Again, like I was only here a little bit pre pandemic. So there's after hour bars in like the hills, like, or sorry, parties in the hills or I, or you, you go, I go out and I have friends that actually live in LA proper. And like, I just crash there for the night. So I don't have to deal with the Uber home. So it's just like, it's a whole thing. But, um, but anyways, like if you do go out and say you're meeting someone 
for me, like, even if I met a guy I liked, I'm like, yeah, well, they probably live here. And even if I want to just go home with them for the night, how am I getting home in the morning? Oh my, no, that's, that is a real logistical nightmare. <laughs> right? like, these are, and I'm like a psycho. So maybe I think about it more than other people, but like, if I'm literally not in my area, I'm like, all right, so how, well, how much is this Uber going to cost me at like 6am or like 4am if I want, if it like doesn't go well or they're weird or crazy, um, who's paying for it? Cause I know they're not going to. I'm yeah. not going to want to pay for it. So those are like the kinds of things you have to think about. And I've met a couple guys when I have gone out in Long Beach that like, you know, it's like maybe worked out a little bit, but then I'm just kind of like over it and I'm like, eh, like <laughs> I'm yeah. done. So it's definitely like that whole, I feel like each episode I talk about distance, but like truly like in LA, the distance factor is like the crux of everything you do and timing and driving and like how you meet people. <laughs> I could see that because even like, and I'm New York is such, I mean, on a totally different scale than what you're talking about. But I, I thought that was frustrating when I lived in New York city. It's like, even I lived in the upper East side and then just like to go to downtown to go out some nights was like sometimes a 30 minute Uber. And I mean, definitely not as expensive as yours were, but I mean, it's just the distance and the options of where to go. Like there were so many different places that it's like, you can't just like walk into a bar and be sure that you're going to meet the right person and have, have the right crowd. Like there's just such a big variety and just the distance was definitely a big factor. It's like, do you really feel like sitting in an Uber for that long? Do you feel like paying that much money? Um, do you have enough friends that are willing to like go, you know, driving around in Ubers all night if one place isn't good? Like, so in Philly, it's like everywhere's, I mean, at least for the places I go out, like everyone's everywhere's pretty much walking distance to where I am, which is nice. And like, I could just see how on a much smaller scale, how that would impact like you being where you are. That's a good point because yeah, in Philly, it's like, all right, I'm going to go out. Even if you don't feel like it, you can just roll out of bed and like yeah. people and people don't dress up as much in Long Beach. It's more laid back, which is nice. But um, in LA people like like my whole, I'm sure you've seen on Instagram, my whole wardrobe has like had to change for the most part. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but in Philly, you can kind of roll out, put on like a t-shirt and jeans. And um, like you can go to a bar and if it's not good, you can like walk down the street and there's like five or six more bars you can try exactly. if you don't like the scene. But like, yeah, in LA, even if you're going to one area, you might have to Uber to a bar up the street. And most of the bars I've tried to go to, there's like line around the block because they're all like so sceny depending on where you are oh my gosh I hate that yeah like we tried going to one bar once for my friend's birthday last year called Davy Wayne's which is like the 70s theme bar super cool but my friend's dad literally had paid them like a hundred bucks so we could cut the oh. line because we didn't want to wait like it's it was like that oh, lined geez. up but yeah, it's a risk. It's like, all right, so how are we going to time this? And like, are we willing to wait if there's a line? And if not, are there bars nearby? And what if the like people there suck? Like you're kind of like stuck there. Yeah. And every pocket, I mean, kind of similar. Philly's, I don't know. I feel like Philly, like their pockets in the cities are a little bit different. Like Fishtown maybe is a little more like, and South Philly are a little more hipster. Mm. Center City is the more like preppy, dressy but they're not like that drastic. Like there's still crossover yeah. in each one. Whereas like in LA, like each pocket is so different. So like my experience going out in Long Beach versus like Santa Monica, which is still like beachy versus West Hollywood, which is the club scene. 
is night and day and the types of people I'm going to get is night and day. And like my chances of talking to people are, are night and day too. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like the, it's like you're in totally different like states, like with how different they could be. <laughs> yeah. Like I know, I remember um, like the few times I've been out in Long Beach, like it was a little bit more easier for me to meet guys here, even in Orange County, just because I feel like the more South you get, from LA, it's like a little more, starts getting more laid back. Like even San Diego, it's a little more chill. Long Beach is a little more chill. Like they're a little bit more open to people like not being in your network. Um, yeah. like it's been easier for me to talk to people. But as soon as you get into like LA, like I've been out in Santa Monica a couple times and like there's been some nights like that I've talked to people very hit or miss, um, depending on the night, depending on the group of people I'm with. If I'm with only girls, how we're dressed, what type of like energy, very LA sounding mm -hmm. we're putting off. Um, but on the beachy areas, I feel like is when is where I've like on the coast uh, is where I've it's been easier for me thinking about it. But once you're in like the city, like West Hollywood is like very hard, like because people just don't they're in their own world. Like I feel like that's where you get all the very like done up, like stereotypical yeah. LA people. Um, like I remember one night my friend and I went to this club called Bootsy Bellows and it was my first time really like out, out in LA <laughs> and I'm like thinking club and I'm thinking, oh, it's LA. It's going to be like a Vegas style, like club right. or dancing. Like we were with these guys, we got, got a table and I walk in, there's no dance floor. There's no one mingling. There's no standing room. It's just everyone sitting on tables, like on their phone probably oh scrolling gosh. through Instagram. Yeah. And I was like this, like the club was cool. They had like little puppets. There was a DJ. But I was like, what the hell is this? I literally like went to the bathroom like 20 times. I was not doing drugs just to confirm because <laughs> And I literally just kept walking to the bathroom in hopes that like I would accidentally bump into people just to like mingle with someone because that's what I, I like love to that. do. Yeah, like it worked. I met like some promoter who has since like unfollowed me, probably because I never went to any of his parties. <laughs> oh, you always hate, you always hate doing that to a promoter, right? <laughs> I know. Yikes. Um, and then I, yeah, and I met some like other guy that I never met, and then I started talking to like a bar back there who was like, "Anytime you want to go out," and I was like, "Cool." And then everything shut down, so never talked to him oh either. But I, everyone was like, "Wow, you like met people." I'm like, "Yeah," because I like actively spent the night trying to by pretending to yeah. pee. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like, they just really, that was not even like the type of place that people go to meet people. It's like just to hang no. out with people that they already know. It's like to be seen, like you yeah. go there to be seen and be like, Hey, like here's my photo proving I was there. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, do you feel like I, cause I don't know. I don't know if this is just a stereotype too, but I kind of feel like California, everyone's moving there like for work or like for something with their career. And do you feel like a lot of the guys are more focused on that. And that's maybe why they're not as open to meeting girls. Like, do you think that has anything to do with it? I think it's a combo of things. I feel like, the, I mean, there's a definitely like the industry is different. So I know mm -hmm. um, my friends and I talk about like on the East coast, it's very, it's a lot more corporate, you know, like marketing jobs, lawyers, doctors, like d nine to fives, you know, barring like the industry, like restaurant types of jobs. Whereas mm -hmm. here it's, you know, there's some of that like agency is an advertising, but, um, a lot of it is the entertainment industry. So like musicians, actors, things like that. And they are very career focused. There's a lot of people, people hustling on that. 
but it's I think they are looking for girls, but they're looking a specific type of girl and they're looking for a girl that will look good with them and advance them in some way is like mm -hmm. my kind of take. And they want really like clingy girls like I th and I think they're used to that because a lot of again stereotypical LA girls not everyone like my friends aren't necessarily like this but the guys that I've met that have been interested in me like they expect me to like want them to do things uh for me and like me to be texting them all the time and like wanting them to pay for me for things and like they want to be like providers almost and they I think they're more so looking for relationships and like convenience yeah like it's like they want everything to line up perfectly like they want someone that's like convenient for them that's like on their schedule that they can provide for that will be attractive and look good next to them is kind of like like a housewife a trophy wife almost yeah I don't know that's been my experience again not everyone I think this is a stereotypical LA man and I don't think it's all of Southern California like I've met guys from San Diego that are just like chill surfer dudes and like just hanging out and that's a very different type of person um and it's also a very different city so that's just my take from who I've met so far a lot of trust fund babies here too <laughs> yeah but, I could see yeah that. interesting well that kind of I feel like that description just makes sense for kind of like what I think of in my head when I think of like a stereotypical LA guy I mean I think a lot of the the stereotypes um, are true since I've lived here for the most part in LA proper for sure. So that's that's what I've noticed as a transplant coming in here. It's I think the biggest thing, yeah, it's definitely the convenience factor. They just want something easy. That's what I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I think another thing too is it's also easier to meet people like at house parties um, or events. So like. I've, I've been more in like the industry, like music scene. Cause I have friends that are like producers or DJs. So again, pre-corona, like I would go to some of those and meet, like meet, make friends or meet people like through that or like parties, like again, all like networking, but that's really the only way I've been able to meet people. It's really networking. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of the biggest thing out here. Um, what about like other, I mean that you have that one club experience that you told me about, but like when you are going out at night, like what or before COVID, obviously, like what are the types of things that you feel like are more popular in in California and where you are then? And like what how is that different from the East Coast? Like in terms of like is it like bar yeah, bars, clubs, like what are kind of like the more popular ways to like go out and meet people? I think it depends on your area and what you like to do because there's, I think it's more so similar to what you were saying about New York. There's so much to do in so many different areas. Um, it can be overwhelming at times. So, and I think a lot of people depend, and also depending on your job, tend to try to live where they like to do those things. So like in West Hollywood, like all the people that live out around there, they probably are more so like they go to the Hollywood Hills. They like going to those clubs. They like doing that kind of things. If people that live by the beach probably go to those like beachy bars. There's also a big like roller skating community. Like I've obviously been really into roller skating. That's actually also how I've met a lot of people. That community is actually pretty chill and open. And I've, that's recently how I've met more guys. Like they've just like approached me and my friends and been like, how can we skate with you? Like, oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's actually something that's been new. They've been pretty normal from what I've known so far. Um, interesting people. Um, but like COVID 
safe way to meet people too. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's, that's something too. And then, yeah, I mean, again, pre COVID, like there's tons of like concerts and shows. Like I met some people at shows. I don't know. I don't necessarily know too much about like the surfing community, but there's lots of like surfers, um, things like that. There's big like arts community, like fashion community. I think, I don't know. It kind of reminds me of like going to college and like have, there's all those like different little clubs that you can join and everyone kind of like yeah. finds their niche in their club. And then they kind of just like network and make friends from there. I know clubhouse, like that app has been starting to blow up. I don't oh, know. Yeah. If that, have you been on, I haven't been on that yet. I'm on it. I haven't really found my groove with it yet, but my, a couple of my friends out here use it a lot. And like, I know they've actually made some friends off it and have oh, been really? hanging out with them but they said that you kind of have to like find your groove with it but that's like another way that's like corona safe that you can like kind of find your niche and like things you like and then try to meet people from there and there's like a lot of la groups on there so i think it i think it really depends um i met one guy at like a birthday party who's originally from san francisco but has like a base here and he like introduced me to a bunch of like really cool people that all like natural wine and like through that like i've now met some like really nice like normal people that like natural wine and like healthy food <laughs> so that's like another new group so you can find like i feel like i don't know like i feel like i shit on la sometimes but like you can find like cool nice people it's just like you have it's like harder too because of like there's these other barriers and you kind of have to like really figure find out like what you like and where are you willing to drive there yeah. And I think it's easier, like it's still hard to make friends, but it's easier to find friends than there it is to find like a partner. Like, yeah. Um, than it is in like in Philly. I think in Philly, it's just easier all around um, in both ways, just because of, you know, the laid backness. <laughs> I don't know if that's the word yeah. of the city and just like how easy it is to get around, um, how more open. I mean, you found your boyfriend in one month after living yeah. in New York for three years. And yeah, I think that's kind of like, the biggest thing for me. No, that makes sense. It's like, you kind of have to find like people that share common interests with you. And then from there, that kind of dictates like where you're going and who you're hanging out with. And it's like much more segmented. Right. And it's like, again, with roller skating, like, okay, I roller skate, you roller skate. So like we have something in common. And I think like, even with looking at like the stereotypes of LA, like there's some people that Going, going back to the conversation from the first episode of someone's always looking from you, like when you look at like the, like what you people normally think of LA with like acting community, I think that's where it gets like the bad rep of like, oh, I'm an actor, you're an actor. Oh, let, like, let's hang out. But like, then in that aspect, it's like, but only if you know someone that can like help me, like, it's more like motivated in that way, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think it just like depends on, on like what you're looking for and, and, and things like that. If that makes sense. Yeah. And that makes sense. I feel like it's rough out there, girl. I'm proud of you for, I mean, <laughs> I feel like you've met a lot of friends and like done a lot of great things while you've been out there. I'm now hearing how hard it, it is. Rough. Yeah. It is rough. But I, I told, like I said, I had to work really hard at it. I've made, I made, I don't think I've made any of my friends, like, except for like one person out in the wild and she was from Philly and all the other ones were like Bumble BFF people I had like pre-existing connections with or like introduced uh -huh. through like it, it was not like in it was not easy like in Philly it was like oh college friends like people I met at a bar like 
childhood friends like you right. and it was much easier there like people just don't care as much like you don't necessarily need like oh we have this common interest so now we can connect like oh i know you through so and so which is funny cuz that happens in philly like more often yeah than here overall but yeah it's definitely it's it's definitely more of like a politics game here yeah. of life. I don't know. It's it's almost like that Black Mirror episode of with like the social media. I don't know if you ever saw that and you have to like oh, get I ratings didn't. to like I, move up. I didn't see that, but I heard about that. And that definitely yeah. sounds just like that's like that's like LA. <laughs> oh my so, gosh. So yeah. But yeah, I think meeting in real life, it definitely does happen here. It's just a different set of rules and a different playing field. And you just have to like work harder at finding who you want to surround yourself with. And I think that also is why people come here to like pursue, pursue dreams and like do all these things. Because like in Philly, I was out at happy hour, like all the time I was going out all the time. It was cheaper. It was easier. Whereas right. like here, I'm like, no, I'm not driving two hours in traffic to get one drink. Cause I have to then drive home. So yeah. I, I have more time. Like that's how I could start this podcast. That's why I'm like working on other things. It's just it's it's more available to me so i don't know i yeah. think you know there's pros and cons to everything so that makes sense wow i feel like the, it's such a different lifestyle but yeah <laughs> um and i think even like what you were just saying about meeting friends too like i feel like you could sum that up in the same way that you could with dating like it's it's harder to meet people in person you have to like it, you know it's easier to meet somebody through mutual connections or through like mutual you know, interests and it's clearly even harder over in California where you yeah, are. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously right now in the pandemic, um, Brittany, I mean, Brittany and I were talking about this ever. It's pretty much mostly dating apps right now. You know, some people you can meet in person depending on if you're vaccinated at this point or your comfort level right. even before that. Um, so I'm definitely interested to see how the landscape changes. Like, do people keep using dating apps after this? Um, just because that's what they've been doing or do people, does it go lower, you know, are people so sick of only having that as an option that there's like a surge of people yeah, like wanting to meet in person and like, especially here, like, do they just say, fuck it? I don't care about the distance. Like you're cool and like whatever. Yeah. And I'm willing, I don't know. I feel like after this is over, everyone's just going to go crazy and like be so <laughs> excited to like live life again. That Everybody's going to be like living their life to the fullest and going out and do, I mean, at least I feel like I am like, <laughs> you know, so I feel like I could see, I could see it going both ways, but I could definitely see people being more open to meeting people in person because they're just so thankful to have that as an option again. I mean, they, they are saying it's going to be the next roaring twenties, which yeah. I'm not upset about because <laughs> I lost the last two years of my twenties because of this. So seriously, seriously, that would be fun. I'm ready for it. <laughs> Me too. Me too. All right. I guess like after everything we've talked about, like any final thoughts on meeting people in real life on New York, Philly, California? I mean, I think I, I know I already said it, but I think, and I know it's easier said than done, but my just one little piece of advice is to just put yourself out there. And I know I feel like everybody in some way is doing that already when they're going out and pretending to go to the bathroom 5 million times or, you know, whatever it is. but. I do feel like there's something to be said for a girl, especially to be the one, first one to make the move. Um, and I'm not saying it works out every single time, but you know, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. So that's just my two cents. 
I love that. The times they are a changing. So I'm <laughs> they gonna, are. I've definitely been aggressive with way too many times. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think again, like pros and cons to every city. Um, you know, Philly definitely overall easier to meet people in general. Got guys, girls, friends, but you're running into people a lot. Um, that maybe you've already seen even four years later, as I <laughs> definitely yeah. experienced. And LA, it's definitely a harder city to navigate. You have to actively go out of your way to try to make friends. It's more political and you have to navigate the system, but it's possible to meet cool people. You just have to try really hard and know if they're not in your area, you're going to drive two hours in traffic, but you can make it work if you really, if you really want to, like, like I do. People make fun of me, but I do it. <laughs> so those are my closing thoughts. All right. Well, thanks, Chelsea, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is fun. Of course. I'd like to thank everyone that's helped make this podcast possible, specifically Kayla McNulty that helped create the podcast. Laura Williamson, Ray Zaragoza, The Kid Inside, Ellie Bernstein, Maggie DeBerardine, and Lindsay Weiner that all helped contribute in some sort of way. You can find us on Instagram at swipeyswipewest. Send us a DM with any questions, comments, suggestions. Thank you all again for listening. Have a great rest of your week.